You're listening to Nats Talk on the Go, the longest-running Washington Nationals podcast going today. This podcast is proudly brought to you by our supporters club, Nats Talk on the Go, Special Ops. Now, here are your hosts, Joe Drugan and Craig McHenry. Joe and Craig, let's do it. Well, hey there, Craig. How are you on this uh, Monday off day? <laughs> this is officially the best start we've had to any podcast in the history of time. Are you sure? <laughs> you have a soundboard. Yeah, I do. Oh, that's so good. <laughs> oh, how has it taken us this long to get to a soundboard? <laughs> I don't know, man. That's crazy. That's Crazy oh, that's, Ira and the douche. That's, that's so good. I like this one. What is that? It's, it's called Movie Horn. Oh, that doesn't... It's that, like for a dramatic movie trailer. That doesn't come across on the uh, over the speaker well. The other ones are great, though. That's too bad, oh. because... In a world... Yeah. I can hear it kind of now, but it's... Really so every good point you have tonight is going to be punctuated with... Jesus Christ. It's uh, the literal best. Good luck, okay. listeners. Welcome to Nat's Talk on the go. Oh, that's good. Presented uh, by Guy Fieri and Joe Drian. That's very funny. Uh, so we have some stuff to talk about uh, this time around, Craig. Uh, do you want to start with the good or the bad? Uh, let's start with the bad and get to the good. I like that. I like that. So, I mean, the, obviously the, the bad is Bryce Harper. Uh, that's, I mean, we have to start there because after that we have quite a bit of good, but, um, you know, Bryce Harper, obviously hurting that knee sliding over first base was not awesome. Yeah. It was horrifying to watch. Yeah. Utterly horrifying yeah it was really ugly i mean i feel so i felt so bad for him in the moment i mean the way he went down it just made it look like everything shattered almost yeah i mean it was just unreal i mean and it harkened back to uh to adam eaton's adam eaton's injury right I mean, oh no question yeah I, I mean it was just like well I, my first thought was well maybe we'll get him back for the middle of his last season like that was like my my first immediate thought on that. Like he shattered his leg and turned out to not be nearly as bad with a bone bruise, but also still really bad. Yeah, not great. Um, it could be a lot worse, obviously, in terms of injury. But looking at it another way, um, he gets a little bit of rest, and obviously the play, uh, the focus now is on October. Right. Like making sure he is ready and 100 percent or as close to it as possible for October. And even if he's not 100 percent, he is going to play in October. He just will. If he's physically capable, he's going to play. Yeah, he's absolutely going to. So you will see him hopefully before then so he can at least get some action. Uh, But at the end of the day, the Nationals are, what, 15, 15 and a half, 16 games up in the division. It's a whole lot. (laughs) Uh, on this Monday that we're recording. Uh, if it were to happen for the Nationals, another massive major injury, it's the, I guess, right injury at the right time. Right. 
Like it could have um, been, it could have been much more serious. It was not. And then, um, he ended up not actually getting, I mean, it was, he got seriously hurt. Let's not pretend yeah. that it's not, but it didn't happen. Like it, it wasn't Wilson Ramos injury last year, like hurt two days before the season ended situation. You know, like yeah. it was, the team has a chance to recover, whether that's a recovery from, you know, they don't think he's going to be back and they, they try to acquire somebody or they do think he's going to be back and it's going to be all right. Um, the one thing, though, that, that has to be considered is he, there's not going to be a, a, no rehab return yeah. for him. Because that, there's, there's not no be minor league baseball at that point in the year. So that's going to, that will be very interesting to see how that works out. Um, but then again, the season is so far gone at that point, then you just put him in and you have him figure it out for the most part. Right. Uh, uh, 80% Bryce Harper is better than 100% anyone else in the world except for Mike Trout. That's right. That's right. So it's it was horrifying to watch. Um, according to reports in the stadium, fans that were there, uh, people that you and I both know, uh, it sounded horrific. You could hear as soon as he went down, you could hear the scre- his screams. Yeah, which is just like... like- Totally brutal. Just which is not out. what you want to hear. It's yeah. it's it's not pleasant for anyone involved. And yeah, like you said, when he went down, I thought it was a broken leg. I thought it was a shattered knee, torn yeah. ligaments. Uh, looking at a year of recovery, uh, not you know four to six weeks with a severe bone bruise. I think was the official diagnosis. Yep, but the. Watching the play and watching him slide across the bag and then land, it was like I, you know, that like you really can't get me to watch many things like that because I am mm-hmm. squeamish. And when I saw that happen, it was just like a guttural, like oh, Jiggles. like it just was like the the la- uh, disgusting. Yeah, I know, I know the joke. Yes, sound. yes, you do. You're very yeah. familiar. Um, yeah, I, it was rough. Uh, I want to ask you, yep. what do you think about MLB's role in the injury? Do they have any? Uh, do you think they should feel some culpability <clears throat> in the situation in Bryce Harper getting hurt? We saw uh, three, four years ago uh, Buster Posey take a collision at home plate and rules changed based on home plate collisions, uh, catchers blocking the plate, that kind of thing. Um, is this the injury that changes composition of first base, changes materials, changes uh, height of first base, anything like that? Yeah, that's a great question. That's not something that I really considered, right? I mean, when you have equipment, uh, equipment certainly played a role there with the rain, obviously. Uh, that first base was like skating on ice with a, with a baseball cleat. So whether it has to be that <clears throat> the material it becomes less slick and more matte, materials with so he's less likely to slide across in that scenario but uh, it's a relevant thought right i mean it's a total it's a very that's a it's a hard bag i mean it is if you've ever walked over a major league base it is rock solid and that's different from how things used to be yeah back in the day they were literal bags they were literal bags where you stepped on it and chalk puffed out right exactly so maybe it's going back to that maybe uh you know, I think more likely than not, MLB doesn't do anything. But, yeah, but there's already been articles all day today and yesterday. Really, I haven't. I, yeah, I, I haven't read them yet. So I there have been a couple about maybe this is the 
change that needs to happen because technology is better. There's no reason for it right. to be this way. Well, and, There's and- no reason with instant replay to need a bag that's so high off the ground, that is made of that material necessarily, that is slick. Yep. And it's not just that Bryce Harper s- slipped across it. It's also how many people, how many baseball players have gotten hurt s- sliding into one of those bags, you yeah. know, but, but their hand flies back because it's a rock solid base. Um, right. And, you know, Mike Trout, Mike Trout is one of those people. Bryce Harper is one of those people. I mean, it happens a lot and you don't yeah. want to see that happen. And so, yeah, maybe there's something to that. You could, you could improve the technology and just not just in this particular scenario. I also think that there's there's culpability with uh, MLB here with the starting the game, just the way the scenario happened, right? Like I I'm not I'm not saying that they needed they should have canceled the game. I get the the predicament that um, it's mid August and the team is in. It's mid August. It's the last team the team time the teams are going to play each other. One team is the best team, one of the best teams in baseball. The other team is one of the worst teams in baseball. They literally could not be further apart distance wise. Um, and but and so that with that argument, you could say, well, just you know, bang the game and don't play it if it's not going to matter. But what if it comes up that you know the Marlins surge in the East at the end of the year or the Giants? Well, that wouldn't matter. But <laughs> the Mar the Marlins do, and all of a sudden it's a well, half, yeah, it could matter for the game Giants at the end of the too. year. It you could matter. Know. Yeah. Um, so, you know, you, it could you, matter for, uh, you know, where the games are played. For seeding, exactly. So that's, that's I, the word, seeding. Yeah, that, that's the one thing that, like, I, I get where they're coming from. And the, and the team, or and the league was in a tough spot uh, in having to call the game. And they already knew that the, the weather the next day was going to be bad. And so they were, they were, they made a, cal- took a calculated risk. Um, but, Bo- or boy, it was. Or the, the, there was already going to be a doubleheader the next game, is what I meant. Um, yeah. And so they took a a calculated risk, and it was super risky. That was it was a dangerous field, obviously. Yeah, it was a dangerous field, and yeah, all the things you said about all of that, and I think there should have been more consideration to maybe waiting another half hour, maybe. Uh, postponing the game indefinitely you know right. play the game if it's needed right exactly there right. are a couple days after the season where you do things like that the nationals have already had i think it was 2008 maybe 2009 where the nationals only played 161 games yep it was a because of, yeah it was a, a, a canceled game against the dodgers and the, the nats had a chance to have their first 500 season and oh was it that year it, it, oh it, yeah, yeah it, it was, was 80 and 81 was the final record Okay, yeah. I, I, okay, I thought there was another one. Well, first since were... 2005, you know, okay. obviously. But, yeah. Um, yeah. Um, anyway, but the aside from the fact that the Nationals and Giants had to play three games in 24 hours, literally, right. which is stupid it's so, and it's, dangerous. It, it's dangerous for the players. It's terrible for the people that, for the, you know, what I'm sure are minimum wage employees that work at the ballpark. And mm-hmm. for families and staffs, it's just awful. I mean, yeah, it is. Just, it, was, it was. It was bad. It was yeah. very, very bad. Um, and I know the new CBA has rules regulating when you can play after, you know, a road trip. When you can play, blah blah blah. 
But the Nationals had an off day today. I don't know if the Giants are playing tonight. The I Giants assume, are playing tonight in Miami. I assume they are. Yeah, that was otherwise there. I would. I don't think they would have even done a doubleheader. You know, I think they would have just played that game straight up on Monday. So it was, I think, a little bit hasty, hasty trying to get the game in then immediately. Yep. I mean, the Nationals have played long games or long nights, long rain delays. The game started just after 10 o'clock. I mean, yes, that's very long for anyone that's sitting in the ballpark. But if the whole point is to play the game, why would you not wait 20 more minutes? Right. I mean, at that point, you've waited three hours. What's an extra 15 minutes as long as you're communicating to the fans what's happening? Which is another problem in itself, which the Nationals failed on several levels to do. On Friday, Um, they did much better on Saturday. They improved significantly, but Friday was an unmitigated disaster. <laughs> it was very bad. Yes. Yes, it was. And you were there. I was. I was. Um, so, yeah, I, I mean, I, you just hope now that Bryce Harper is able to come back because, I mean, it just feels like every year the Nationals are playoff bound. They have one of these freak injuries to one of their absolutely crucial players. You know, whether... Well, it's been every crucial player. Right. Yeah, I mean it's been it's been Steven Strasburg. It's been uh, last year uh, there there wasn't anybody more crucial to the Nationals' offense than Wilson Ramos when he mm-hmm. went down um, for at the end of the year. And then you know you, you have Pedro Severino and uh, Jose Lobaton as your playoff catchers. You know it just changes the whole dynamic of everything. Yeah. Um, yeah. No, but that's a nice transition into uh, other injuries that the Nationals have suffered. Um, obviously, <clears throat> hoping Harper gets healthy and back by October. Uh, Steven Strasburg, uh, been on the DL since going out with a scary-looking injury. Yep, to his arm. Um, to his arm. Pitched in rehab in Potomac Monday night. Did very well from our in-person reports that we've gotten from several friends of the pod. Uh, went, I think, five innings and 65 pitches, somewhere around there. It sounds about right which is really, really fantastic. Uh, but the most important thing is that he feels better tomorrow morning. That's it. And that there's no issues there uh, because the Nationals need a healthy Steven Strasburg in October. Yeah, if there, <clears throat> I, my, I've made the argument and I've talked to a few people um, about this and I, I don't think that there is anyone, um, well, before Bryce Harper got hurt, I don't think there's anybody as important to the Nationals postseason success as having Steven Strasburg and uh, Max Scherzer available in the postseason. I mean, and I, Max Scherzer has given the Nationals his own scare. That's right. And so seeing those two guys go down is scary enough. And then, you know, with Bryce Harper going out, I mean, you miss one of those three guys, and you're, you're looking at an uphill battle no matter who you're facing. Because uh, yeah. those guys are just incredibly important to the team. Yeah, uh, so hopefully Steven Strasburg uh, comes through tomorrow overnight uh, feeling great, ready to come back. I would not be at all surprised if the Nationals went extreme caution and gave him another rehab start before coming back just to make sure. Oh, yeah. Because that, that wouldn't surprise me at all, especially only going 65 pitches tonight. Right. Uh, if, if that's about what he did in the, in the mid-60s, you'd imagine that he would get another start and they would try to push it up to, again, like you said, the most important thing isn't that Strasburg even pitched well in Potomac. It's that he doesn't hurt the next morning. You know, that's, yep. that is the most important thing. Yep. 
And then uh, Max Scherzer, I believe it was in the Arizona game. Uh, who was it? I don't remember. I don't remember who they were playing when he when he took himself out. He hit the. It wasn't, wasn't Arizona. It wasn't Arizona. He hit the home run in the game. I can't think of who it was against. Yeah, I can't think of it either. Someone please tell us because yeah. you guys are good at that stuff. Um, but left after one inning. Right. After hitting a after dong. Hit, after hitting a – yeah, his first his first one, I think, wasn't it? Yeah, I think it was his first career dong. Yep. Um, left the game, uh, had some type of neck something or other. But yeah. he was in good spirits, and he said, I'll be fine. I believe he – And he pitched. Uh, he came back and yep. was exactly Max Scherzer. Right, which again. is exactly what you needed. Which is very, very nice. Very, very helpful. Yep. Yeah, for sure. But lots of scares. Um, who had back spasms? Someone had back spasms. Really? Yeah, someone I, had I back spasms. Uh, Howie Kendrick had back spasms. Oh, nice. Missed well, a couple games. Goodwin tweaked his groin recently. I believe. Uh, oh yeah, Saturday he just night. tweaked it in the first game on Sunday. Uh, was it the first game on Sunday? Yep, it was either he didn't that play or the Saturday. second game. Yep. Yep. Goodwin tweaked his groin. Um, so Michael A. Taylor is back, which is awesome. It's, which is uh, great uh, news. Very, um, he's a very important player. Yeah, he, Michael A. Taylor is back. Steven Strasburg's on rehab. Trey Turner's throwing full speed. Jason Worth is running. Um, is that the lineup? I think. Yeah, that's the lineup of the of I the think big that covers everything. Sure. Yeah. yeah. And, and, so, and Beth uh, Rich tells us it was in Miami where he hit the where, where uh, Miami. Yes. Um, Miami. No, as I, I think if the Nationals and it looks like they're in line to get most of, if not all of their opening day starting lineup sans uh, Adam Eaton back by September one, they're going to be in good shape. Yeah, I think that's right. Yeah, I think I think that's right. Um, I think the most important thing is uh, getting all of those guys back healthy. Not like two days before the season ends, but give them a little bit of time to figure it out. But again, they don't need to be back next week. There's no, no. need. Now, a guy like Trey Turner, who's been out for a very long time, or Jason Worth, who's been out a little less time than that, but are going to need a little bit more time right. um, just to get, get ramped back up. They basically need spring training again. Yes. Um, but, you know, the other guys, you know, like Michael Taylor just coming back, he, he missed a good amount of time, but it, what, what, a month, a month and a half? Yeah. It wasn't like the end of the world, and now he has enough opportunity to get his legs back under him and try and get that hot bat back. Mm-hmm. So injuries are better than expected after the worst case possible scenarios. Yeah. Uh, yeah. With uh, Bryce Harper's injury, so... It's nice to uh, it's nice to feel okay about injuries right now. Yeah, there, no that everyone is on the right path. Yeah, no doubt about it. And speaking of uh, of guys who are injured but or had a little tweaky injury but are playing very well, look, Howie Kendrick. Howie Kendrick, boy, that was a shrewd pickup. <laughs> this is how we do it. Yes, and which should be his walk-up song. It really should be, but. It's, there is a there's literally a song with that name. Come on, Howie. yeah. No, he uh, he's been quite a Mike Rizzo pickup. Yeah, I mean he's just been incredibly good. I mean he's he's basic. He has two hundred almost two hundred plate appearances now, and is hitting close to three fifty. 
Yeah, he was really good uh, this year, I believe, with the Phillies. Yep, with the Phillies. With the Phillies. Uh, his issue was just health. Yeah. He had spent some time on the DL this season, but the Nationals, you know, keep their fingers crossed for two months that you can get a healthy player for, I'm sorry, three months uh, through October, and that's a valuable piece right there. I mean, you know, the Hoping dude... you're catching lightning in a bottle, and so far they really have because he can play several different positions. And and dude's a career two ninety one hitter. Like you, anytime you have a chance for nothing to get a flash in the pan from a guy who's a career three hundred, close to three hundred hitter, you got to try that if you got the opportunity. It was just kind of one of another one of those, like you said, shrewd out of nowhere uh, Mike Rizzo pickups. Yeah, um, kind of low risk, uh, medium to high reward kind of player. Yeah, and I mean he's been giving them high reward type numbers so far. Yeah, the Phillies don't need a player like that this year. Yeah, they they do not. And you nah. know, on on a one year deal, you say, okay, that's it. Have a nice day. You don't you don't waste the time on on even thinking to pay out the rest of that contract because you just put some org guys in because it doesn't matter for you this year. Exactly. So it's really nice to see a player like that come out of nowhere. Um, so far, I think uh, there was a game maybe over the weekend. I can't remember. Where, uh, yeah, it was Howie Kendrick hit the, gr- the walk-off granny. Yep, on Sunday night. Uh, last night, in a game that was won by Matt Albers, okay. and a game that was started by Edwin Jackson. Right. What a world. Or something like that. Yeah, it's just... Well, no, it was a, it was a Max Scherzer start. Okay, a Max Scherzer start. But there, the point is, like, it is not how the Nationals drew things up. No, it is not. At all. Yeah. Uh, uh, you... It's... The teams that have success are the are, are the ones that have players that come out of nowhere to be key, you know, key factors in the in the team success, right? Like it's not, yeah, yeah. Of course, you have to have your good times from your Bryce Harpers of the world, right? But a lot of the, the most of the time, the teams that have the best success are the ones that have the guy that came out of nowhere to have the have the huge postseason. Yeah, that's Murphy, Common, Daniel. Yeah, that's generally how things go. Um, it seems like this year, I don't know, correct me if you think differently, um, or just tell me if you think differently, because it's my opinion, and you can't <laughs> correct my opinion. Um, right. It seems like the Nationals uh, and Mike Rizzo and company have been so much more adaptive this season than they have in the past. Uh, not just with, you know, fixing the bullpen, which we'll get to, but also finding or the the moves they're making, whether it's call-ups, whether it's starting certain people, everything seems to be clicking. Yeah. And, and it seems like in years past, you know, you've tried things, and it does not work at all, but you don't have another choice. So you have to just stick with the crap, like Michael A. Taylor in center field. But, oh, wait, this year Michael A. Taylor is a different player. He learned something. Well, that's right. And I, th- I think they've tried to pull triggers in the past. Even then... Typically, those those triggers have been too late. Like there's been more, they, just time has been wasted trying to get to that decision, and then you end up not getting exactly what you need from the move. But like I think overall, the team has Rizzo has done an incredible job this year of just like you said, just pulling the right triggers for for guys to in, in trades or calling up the right guys. Andrew, Andrew, Andrew Stevenson. Stevenson. Bat hasn't been doing too much, but boy, is he valuable. 
I mean, he's yeah. insanely fast. His defense is incredible. He made that game-ending catch the other night. Yeah, I mean, he just he consistently goes and just makes r- very difficult catches look almost routine. It's really impressive. Yeah, and he had a couple hits in the in at least one of the games of the doubleheader. Yeah, so it's 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 really uh, it's positive to see those kinds of things happen for sure. And like you said, you can't. I mean, you can't. You can't discredit the bullpen because in, uh, this is the biggest example for me because I feel like in previous years, um, a, a need like the Nationals bullpen would not have really been addressed in the right way. I feel, yeah. I feel like there would have been like a, an effort to go out and get uh, one person to, to, to do the, the Melanson trade, right? Like get one big closer. Right. And instead what was gotten was, was, Three guys, you know, any of whom could close, like one and a half of which were full-time closers, and it's turned into an incredibly dynamic seventh, eighth, ninth situation in the bullpen. Yeah, the the law firm. Yeah, which is really good. Yeah, really good. Kinsler, Manson, and Doolittle. Um, yeah. So, what do you think of those guys? I mean, I, I feel like it's hard to. I wasn't totally sold on the on the Kinsler deal from the beginning, but it's hard to argue with the results so far. Well, that's the thing with uh, Kinsler. His whole season in Minnesota, he was not a high strikeout pitcher, so he didn't fit the mold of a closer. But who gives a shit about the mold of a closer when you're still getting outs? Right. At the end of the day, you need to get outs. That's right. And if you look at it, I believe Kinsler has – uh, seven or eight, I think eight strikeouts in nine or so innings in DC. So he's striking out almost a batter in inning. Right, which is so, crazy uh, because like that's not twenty his years thing. ago. That was that was elite. Right, and when you're when you're getting the kind of outs that he's getting, then you go, all right. I mean, what else? What else can you do? He's getting the results. So who cares? And the thing that was amazing to me when I first saw him pitching, and I saw the movement of his of his uh, two seamer. I was like, this guy doesn't strike guys out. Like, yeah. it's it, it moves like crazy. It's so good. So, yeah. I mean, it's 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 easy to see also how he generates so many ground balls because it's just down and away to left-handed hitters. It's just brutal. Yeah, it's it's a real. He's a really nice pitcher, and he is able to get out. I want my closer to be able to strike someone out, but like we've discussed on previous podcasts. He is probably not going to close, and so far it looks like your closer is Sean Doolittle. Like, yeah. not even a nod to Ryan Madsen. Doolittle has closed every single game since he's been here. With impeccable results, let's be With very clear. With great results. Yeah. Uh, hasn't given up a run, I don't think, yet. Since Cup. Yeah, I'm not sure if any of them have, to be yeah. honest. It's insane how good they've been. Since they've been. It's been really nice, and then you can have Matt Albers coming in in... Uh, an extra inning game and you can count on him to go two innings really effectively. Well, because you're not using him five days a a week as a closer, you know, instead of counting on him who is not even close to it, like he is effective, but he's an effective mop up guy, not an effective closer. And those guys are important. They're very valuable players. And then Ali Perez is not stuck into a different role. And then you're going to get Coda Glover back and the shell of Sean Kelly. Yeah, right. That's the unfortunate reality. But you're, if you can get some of those guys back, you can be looking all of a sudden. 
the biggest weakness going into this year as as the uh, Nats bullpen could get close to a strength here if, if these guys keep performing and you get a guy like Coda Glover back and other guys keep on pitching the way they've been pitching. It's really, it's really amazing what a couple of uh, good moves can do for the team's biggest weakness. Yeah, it's uh, it's really nice to see the Nationals fixed their problem, their biggest glaring problem. Yeah, because they haven't traditionally been good at that. They've yeah. they've been good at patching it, not fixing it, and they they fixed it. I mean, not saying those guys are all are going to continue being this good, but they did the best they possibly could to fix something like this. Yeah, no, no for doubt sure. about it. It's it's really impressive. It's really nice to see. I'm really happy about it. I feel that. It's shortened the game for the starters, and you gotta think Max Scherzer, Gio Gonzalez, Steven Strasburg, Tanner Roark are feeling really, really much better about the team than they were two months ago. No doubt. When they were forcing Dusty Baker to leave them in longer than their effectiveness, just so they could win the game. <laughs> so not that they individually could win. No, so the, that team. the team could. Yeah, yeah so that the exactly. Team could win a game, um, and they. It, feels like they don't have to do that, which is going to save them some um, some miles on their arm going into what hopes to be a long postseason. Yep, that's right, because it, w- it will wear over over October if you go deep. That's for sure. I'm sure we have a question along these lines, but do you think the Nationals make another waiver wire move here? Yeah, we do have one or two of those. Uh, I don't. I don't know where. I, I, I don't know where there would be a need to pick up a guy um, that <clears throat> could pass through waivers at this point. Um, if you don't think that Bryce Harper is going to be back, you probably want to try to do something, but I don't know what you're doing. I am surprised the Nationals didn't take Tyler Clippard. Yeah, right. Tr- why not? Yeah, uh, he was with the White Sox. Left-handed loogie with a history in DC of well, great success. Clippard's not and, Clippard's a righty. I'm sorry, but he's good Effective. against left-handed hitting. He's good against that's yes, yeah. that's what I meant. Yeah, sorry, Clipbot. Um, yes, which is one of my favorite gifts of the year. It's very good. Um, who is capable of getting out uh, anyone at any time? Yeah, uh, having a great year in Chicago had to pass through NL waivers. And went all the way through to Houston. Right. That's the thing. Like, Houston's one of the better teams, so the Nats would have had they their are, pass like, at them. They are going to win 105 games. Yeah. So I'm, I'm, I'm surprised the Nationals didn't do that because I would think when given the choice between Tyler Clippard and Ali Perez, you would take Tyler Clippard. Yeah, yeah. Good call. Good thought. So I am kind of surprised at that. I don't know what else is out there. I, like you said, I don't see a need for any particular position uh, with, you know, Howie Kendrick there, Stephen Drew coming back, Wilmer Defoe being phenomenal. Insanely good. (laughs) Yeah, Wilmer Defoe being phenomenal. And then you've got, hopefully soon, or by playoff time, a backup outfield of Goodwin and Taylor. Yeah, no kidding. Who have been battle-tested throughout the season. Yeah. Those are some good backups. So... I don't see where the Nationals would need uh, if there were an amazing catcher. Yeah. Yeah, right. 
but there's not because there's no amazing catchers anywhere ever. Right. I mean, that just so. is not a thing. Kurt Suzuki's having a nice year in uh, Atlanta, and it feels like that would be a thing that could happen again, like another April uh, or August waiver wire situation. But I think Suzuki has another year, so I, I don't even think that that would make sense to, to make the move for the, for the Braves because the Braves are hoping to be able to do something next year. Yeah, I think the only place the Nationals can realistically improve um, through waiver wire moves and not get blocked is a catcher. Yeah, that makes sense. I think that's probably right. But it's not like it's hurting them. Yeah, right. The rest of the team's good enough that it's not. So. Yeah. Well, are you ready, uh, I think, to move on to some, some Q&A? I have one more thing I want to say. Yeah, discuss. do it. Uh, what is your take on Players Weekend and the Players Weekend jerseys? Yeah, so it's interesting. Um, so from I, th- my first reaction is, oh, that's kind of cool. Um, but then I've I've heard stories of like, yeah, the players get to put their names on the back of the jerseys with the large asterisk of like, unless MLB says no, and yeah. <laughs> you know, like all those things. Uh, I am very surprised that Just Blaze got through. Yeah, no kidding. <laughs> um, someone fell asleep when that one came across the desk. But um, I think, so that's my thought on that. I think the jerseys are fine. Yeah. They're, they're, they don't make me angry. I, would I prefer that they were navy blue to black? Oh, yeah, yeah the actual physical jersey. Yeah. yeah. But otherwise, I don't hate the jersey. Yeah. So what about you? Uh, I... I, I love the script nationals. Yeah, me I think too. It's I've, beautiful. I've, I've been waiting for something like that. Yeah, I was. I, I don't. I don't like the actual nationals jersey of it at all. Yeah, uh, I think it's garish. Yeah, uh, I love some of the others, and I love the colors and the brightness. Um, I really, 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 really like it. Yeah, I really, really like it, especially in this age when the NFL is the no fun league. Right. When. Uh, if you celebrate your touchdown, you get fined fifteen thousand yeah, dollars. Um, I think anything the national or the major league baseball can do to get younger and get cooler is perfect. Yeah, I, I and like this the is concept. Some, yeah. I just wish that they they allowed more flexibility to it, right? Like I just wish I mean, that I don't know how much flexibility they did allow. I mean, I haven't seen anything about players being like, well, I wanted this, but I couldn't get I've, this. I've heard a few things. A few yeah. Things. I but, mean, I'm sure there are, but in the grand scheme of things... I think it's very cool. I mean, I think for a organization, a massive multi-billion dollar organization such as Major League Baseball, to say, we don't want any drug, alcohol, violent references... Oh, of course, that's totally reasonable. I think that's fine. Totally reasonable. I don't know what other nicknames or any swear close centric things. Oh, totally. I mean, that's like, that's just a decency situation, right? Like, I'm not sure what people would want that wouldn't be fit through that filter I just said. Right, right, right. I mean, I don't know what was refused. Um, but I think any chance that players get to express more individuality on the field is only going to make them... Uh, more popular with the younger generation who is not coming to baseball. Right. And also the best thing in the world is Zim and Strauss. Strauss. 
<laughs> yeah. So at least the Nationals don't have anyone who just put their last name on. Yeah, that's true because that is like so that. At the end of the day, that's fine. Yeah. That uh, I mean, if you did this with hockey, everyone would be like C or Er. Yeah, like, that's right. Ovi or Brooksy. Yeah. Or yeah. 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 True. Locker. Yeah, because that's uh, that's all hockey nicknames. Yeah, that's every single hockey nickname. Yeah. So I think Major League Baseball is on to something. I think uh, the players that picked creative nicknames are going to be more fan favorites. That's definitely uh, true. I totally agree you're gonna, with that. You're, you're going to see players that you or I really, who follow baseball very closely, ah, you know, fringe-type players that you might not have heard of right. that have really cool nicknames – that you're like, that's a really cool nickname. I Who like is this guy. guy. Yeah, right, I like exactly. Yeah, that's awesome. Yeah, I, I agree. Mean, Felipe Rivero, his nickname is Nightmare. Yeah, that's, that's awesome. So good. That's so cool. Yeah. Like, if you were 14 years old, how much you, would you want a jersey or a jersey that says Nightmare? Nightmare, yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, that's a good call. So, it's. I think it's a great thing. I think it's really cool, and I think... Uh, the first year you're seeing Strauss, you're seeing Zim, you're seeing boring Zach Grinky saying Zach his just putting Grinky on the back. I think next year is when it really. Well, it's everybody comes feeling along. out stuff too, right? Like the players yeah. are also feeling it out. Oh yeah, they're definitely feeling it out. I mean, why did Mike Trout go with Kid instead of the Weatherman or the Millville Meteor? You know? <laughs> nice stuff like that. But the players that get it, get it. And the players that didn't get it this year, they'll see, oh, yeah, okay, we can actually have fun with this. Right. Yeah, right, exactly. They'll be able to see something. They'll have some evidence. So I think uh, within three years, you're going to see every single of the major four sports do this. Yeah, I think that's, I think, I NFL, think, you're, I think that's right. I, that's, that's a good point. NFL will be the last. Well, they always are. Yeah. <clears throat> All right, let's get to questions, and uh, honestly, even though we have like 30 of them, probably not that many, because my voice yeah. is totally gone. Um, Do you want me to read the questions? Yes. Okay. That would wow. be Wow, you see, I actually offered, you see that? That was really, that would be kind. I'll do the first one while you go and find the beginning. Please, thank you. Uh, what has been your favorite theme night at Nats Park, and what new theme night would you like to see, Fang wants to know. My favorite theme night are is I really like the 80s night. Yeah. I think 80s is just something that's a lot easier and more fun to do than 90s as much as you and I grew up somewhat in the 90s. And, and not, love the 90s totally, yeah. Yeah, and not so much the 80s. Um, I just think the clothes, the hair, the music is so much more distinctive yeah, I think uh, there's something to the that. The 90s, uh, I think even 70s could be cool. Um, yeah, I, I think, love the I think Star I like Aeronites for sure. I think Aeronites is cool. I, I think, but I think you're right. It, it has to be something super distinctive. And, and in order to be that, you have to be far enough removed from it to know it's distinctive. Yes. And so I think 80, 70s night or 80s night, I think, are very cool. Yeah. Um, cool. Did you find I'm it, or should I read the next one? I found it. I'm just going to skip all the ones that aren't baseball. Yeah, so. that's yeah, that's fine. Good good call. So we'll get to those later. Um, who do you want to see called up for September? Uh, I, I don't There have been. Here's so, the crazy thing. It's going to be the people you already have been seeing all well, this time. That's right. Like, there's been so many call-ups, I don't think there is anybody. It's like, going to be A.J. Cole. It's going to be Stevenson. It's going right. to be... 
You know, because you can't just call guys up; they have to be on the forty-man roster. And like right. the number of people from the forty-man roster who have been called up, it's like insane. It's everyone you've already seen. Yeah, exactly. So I think that's pretty much it. Yeah, even no Fetty, question. like Fetty, would have been on that list, but he came up and pitched a couple games. He definitely did. Yeah. Uh, let's see. What are your favorite rain delay memories at a baseball game? Uh, I know you've got a good one. Do I? You're, oh, uh, I, I always I always think one? the Randy Johnson one. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, yeah. I went to um, what was supposed to be Randy Johnson's 300th, uh, uh, going for his 300th win uh, game, and sat through a three and a half hour rain delay before they ended up calling it and doing a doubleheader the next day. Went the next day and was fan of the game and got bumped up to the President's Club. Yeah, pretty And cool. got food and drink on the house. Yeah, that worked Which, out. Which, if, you know, if you know me, <laughs> that, drink. That upgrade is worth all of it. It was. <clears throat> that was mine. What is yours? I don't really have that many good rain delay memories. It's, it's rain delays. It's not fun. Like, it's just... Generally not, no. Yeah, it's generally not a fun experience. It was really nice. Uh, got to go uh, on Friday, this past Friday's rain delay... Uh, Friend of the pod, Patty, uh, upgraded to us to uh, to hang out in the in the club during the rain delay, and we sat around oh and God. chatted, and that was a lot of fun. We got to sit up in the uh, start. Is it still called the Stars and Stripes? No, Norfolk Southern Club, whatever okay. it's called now. The the two hundred level club. It was very nice. That's very nice. Very nice. So, um, what are you drinking? Uh, I am drinking uh, an Avery Brewing Company Ellie's Brown Ale. Wow, okay. I love the Ellie's Brown. Love it, love it, nice. love it. Nice. One, one of my absolute favorite beers. That's awesome. Yeah. What are you drinking? Uh, I'm drinking a six-point high-res. Ooh, nice. It is a double IPA. Yeah, nice. I love I love six-point. Yeah. They're, they're it's a good, very good brewery. It was a gift from my cousin. Ah, nice. So I'm enjoying it tonight. Um, what would your 90s night walk-up song have been? I feel like we've talked about walk-up songs before, and I'm pretty sure... Mine, 90s night. Well, I'm pretty sure mine is a 90s song. Okay, what is it? Rage Against the Machine Bulls on Parade. Mm. Might be early 2000s. Yeah, I'm not sure. I thought I thought the Bulls on Parade was on one of the earlier albums, and, and, and therefore was a 90s album. I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to Google it while you share yours. Okay. Um, I was trying to think of this so much. Like, it was very difficult for me. Um... There are so many good options. Like, uh, 96, by the way. So, oh, my God. 96? I, yeah. Wow. Yep. Sorry, go ahead. I would probably end up doing something like um, Banditos. Wow. Yeah. Okay. Banditos or like Two Princes or something. Yeah, th- that would be cool. Two Princes or, uh, you know, I, I might go with the, um, with the, with the Gin Blossoms' Hey Jealousy. Uh, that's a good one. I might go with uh, "What if God was one of us?" <laughs> that's good. A little Joan Osborne. Yeah. yeah, absolutely. Yeah, that's good. So that would be fun. Um, Which Nats on the DL right meow? We'll be back with the team by Labor Day. Uh, by Labor Day, uh, Turner and Worth. Turner and Worth uh, and Strasburg. Stras. Yep, Strasburg for sure. Yep. Um, let's see. Is Steven Drew on the DL? I believe he still is, yeah. I think he's going to be back, too. Yeah, that's a good, that's a good pick. I'll, I'll... Um, okay, okay. 
Would you volunteer to massage Bryce Harper's knee every day, knowing that it would cut a week or two off his DL stint? Twice a day. Yeah, we actually got like a thread about this. Like it was like thirty tweets about massaging Bryce Harper, so it needed to be asked. Literally twice a day. Um, Would you use icy hot baby oil or lotion? Would you make eye contact? (laughs) Uh, Baby oil and absolutely. Uh, I am one hundred percent exactly the same. (laughs) Of course, absolutely. I would massage. I. I would do it if he weren't on the DL. Yeah, this is what I'm saying. Yeah. With baby oil. <laughs> Absolutely. I would even, like, light a candle and put on some soothing, like, <laughs> Enya. Oh, that's good. Um, this is somewhat baseball-related. Which flavor of Gatorade would you pick for your victorious post-game shower? I like that one. I- I'm going with red because I want to just, just show. You just want to feel it. Yeah, I want it to be there. Nice. What about you? I I would go with the Glacier Cherry, which is white. So people would be like, is that carried or water? Ah, And it would have to be a thing. Nice, yeah. That shows up as a thing. I like that. That's right. It would be a thing. Make it more of a thing. Make people talk about me more. Fair. I like it. Do you think hitting a Grand Slam when one run will do is overkill? I mean a little bit, but, you know, you hit it when you can. Absolutely not overkill. Hit dingers. Yes, Always dingers. Chicks dig the long ball. Okay, here we go. Steve, uh, Nats in New York, let's pretend we've made the playoffs. Not that much of a stretch. Yep. Who is your bullpen? Let's do who is your bullpen first. Uh, Exactly what it is right now. Possibly add Coda, remove Joe Blanton. That's really fair. (laughs) Yeah, I think that's That's probably about it. Yeah, uh, I mean, I th- and I think you've also got a chance, depending on, especially the first series, possibly even Roark in the bullpen instead of somebody. Yeah, uh, I think Roark would be better in the bullpen than he would be otherwise now. And if you only need three starters, then, you know, you, you've certainly got your three. You've got your three, and you do only need three starters. Yeah, as, as, at least in the first series, for sure. Yeah. Well, with off days now, I mean, yeah, that's even true. when There's you get so to seven, it's two, two, one, 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 isn't it? Yeah, that's right. So, or is it two, three, two? No, it's, it is two, three, two. It's not two, two, one, one. That's oh, yeah, it's two, three, two. It's two, three, two. So, either way, yeah. you can manage having, yeah, you yeah. would be fine. Um, I would say probably the same. I don't think Sean Kelly gets a sniff. Yeah, I don't either. Um, I don't think the Nationals, Dusty or Rizzo, will trust his health and effectiveness because he wasn't that effective when he went yep. down. That's the problem. And he, even if he, it was that he was uh, he was hurt at the time, that means he's had a season of injury, and you yep. can't you don't go into October trusting that. Yeah, uh, yeah and I'm totally adding a, a caveat to this: assuming all of the DL players, Sands, Adam Eaton, are ready to go and healthy by the playoffs by October. Uh, who is your bench? Uh, Drew, Lind, for sure. Uh, Taylor, Lobatone, Goodwin? No Kendrick. Oh, shit. Didn't even think about Kendrick. Wow. Wow. Embarrassment of riches. <laughs> wow. Can you imagine being in a situation where all those guys are healthy and you have to make that decision? Yeah. Uh, wow. Uh, pr- 
Yeah. You need an infielder, so do you say Kendrick over Drew? Cause he could no play... Defoe either? Yeah. Wow. Holy crap. Yeah. That is deep. Yeah. That is a deep bench. Uh, mm-hmm. I mean, you... Wow. I don't... What, what is yours? I don't know. I mean, I, 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 I'm having trouble cutting some of those guys out. Yeah, I, I would have trouble as well. I, would, I think uh, it's got to be Defoe over Drew. I would definitely uh, scratch that right now and Defoe over Drew. I would think Defoe over Drew right now, just yeah. based on better defense. And, and they, they play all the same positions. They play all the same positions, and I think you have a higher ceiling with Defoe. And yep. I think Defoe's outperformed Stephen Drew. He definitely has, for sure. Um, I think... Uh, you got to have choice, Lind, obviously. you got to have Lind. Um, I think the choice between is between... Kendrick and probably Goodwin. Goodwin. Yeah, got to be Goodwin. But that's really depending on how Michael Taylor does for the next right. six weeks. Yep. I mean, coming back from injury, he was great before he went down. But Goodwin has been great since. Right. So I think it all depends. It's going to be Who's two hot? of the – it's going to be, yeah, two, two of the three between Kendrick, Goodwin, and Taylor. I lean towards Goodwin – or excuse me, I lean towards Kendrick and Taylor – because I know Dusty loves veterans. Right, and, and loves Taylor. Yeah, so, and loves Taylor. Yeah. And how could you not? Oh, yeah, for sure. Uh, but I think, that, I, I think you're probably right. That's what gets Goodwin out of it. But you have to have Kendrick in there. Yeah, you have you to. Gotta have, you got to have Howie Kendrick. Yeah. If not just for his performance, but for his versatility. Yeah, well, exactly right. He could play infield and outfield. The whole, it's right. a game changer. Just keeping Lind out of left field. Yeah, anything you could do to make sure he doesn't play outfield in the postseason is what so you need I, to do. That's my bench as of right now. So to recap, I've got um, shit. What did I have? Uh, <laughs> you had Lobatone, Lind, Defoe, Defoe, Kendrick, and I'm missing one. Uh, Taylor. Taylor's probably starting center fielder. Yeah. Oh yeah. Oh yeah. Right. Duh. What about yeah, saying so Taylor? So I guess Goodwin. I guess Goodwin then. Yes, yeah, so I would. I would have the same one uh, okay. then for sure. Yeah, the good good call. I didn't even think about the fact that, yeah, Taylor, yeah. that Taylor's starting. Taylor's going to be starting. Yeah, for sure. Oh, yeah, um, that, that's a yeah, good, that's that's a good bench. Yeah, it's a really nice bench. Yeah. Um, let's see. Let's see. I, I have one. I, I I I'm not sure if you missed it because I, I want to hit it real quick. Do it. Um, Johan asked, rank the rel- the new relievers from most impressive to quote least close quote impressive. Oh yeah, I probably missed that one. Yeah, I, I like that one. Rank the new ones most impressive to least impressive. Yeah, the three guys, uh, the three new guys. They're all tied for one. <laughs> I, I <laughs> Can like I it. say that? I like because it. Because that's what it is, man. I mean... Yeah. I mean, none of them have shown any... Weakness. Any weakness at all. I, my, I, I pretty much agree with that. I would say number one is Madsen and number two are the other two. Madsen okay. has been insane. He's... He's like he's thirty six or thirty seven years old, throwing ninety eight with movement and location. He is throwing gas unreal. So I mean, Madsen has just been so impressive to me. I have to put yeah. him one. That's fair. Yeah, that's good. Sorry, go that's ahead. Good. Go back to no. Your that list. was a good one. I I must have missed that one. Um, let's see. What was your favorite movie profile pick from nineties night? There are a lot of really good ones actually. Um, I loved oh. Right on the spot. I'm, tr- I'm, dr- I'm literally trying to look at all of them on the screen, and I'm blanking. I like the face-off with Max Scherzer. That was good. 
Uh, and I like the Space Jam with Howie Kendrick. Space Jam with Howie Kendrick. That was my favorite. Yeah, that, I was trying to remember which one it was. I, I was having trouble picturing it, uh, but that was it. I feel like, so Anthony Rendon's was The Matrix, um, which was good. But I just feel like there are other missed opportunities there. And I had a bunch of good ones, and I'm drawing a blank on all of them. Maybe they'll come back nice. before we're done. Um, this one's not necessarily pressing, but I love the question. Uh, I'm stealing this from the 31 questions with Max Scherzer. If you could change one rule in baseball, what would it be? That's good. Um, one rule in baseball. I have no idea. Nice. I have no, I mean, I, I can think of, I mean, can we, can a rule change be robot umpires? Is that a rule change? <laughs> That's nice. I like it. Yeah. Um, Mine, I'm going to go based on podcasts that I listen to all the time. Yeah. Um, and it's super obscure, but it's really the dumbest thing you've ever heard. Um, let me put this situation down for you. Pitcher's throwing a no-hitter in the ninth inning. Two outs. Walked a runner, error, whatever. Runner's on first base, okay? Guy uh, hits a ground ball to second base. The batter hits a ground ball to second base. The runner running from first to second intentionally runs into the ball. The uh, batter is ruled to get a hit. Is that right? Yup. Is that right? That is a hit and a dead ball. But the but the runner who's running is out. Yes. Uh, but that's a hit for the other But it is guy. a hit. No kidding. That is an actual rule. Wow. That's yeah, I would, silly. I would change that because it's ridiculous. That is silly. Obscure rule. I like um, that. I would also change saves because they're stupid. <laughs> okay, that's fair. Okay. That's fair. Good question. Yeah, great question. Yeah. Um, more massage questions. Um, seeing a lot of guys step up during injuries, uh, which should be in the long-term plans for the team, and which should the Nationals sell high? That's a great question. That is a very good question by Dwayne. Oh, yeah, Dwayne Stewart. Dwayne Stewart? Yes, Dwayne yeah. Stewart. Dwayne underscore Stewart. Uh, yeah, that's a great question. I, I think it's – if you're, are we talking about in the season or in the offseason? I'm guessing in the offseason. Yes, yeah, so the only guy – Based on 2017 performance. Right. So we're coming into the a last year – uh, with with Murphy for for next year, Jason Worth is sadly in his last year now, and the only guys that I could think about that I would consider moving in those situations are Defoe and Goodwin, and so you're probably not going to want to move those guys because of the vulnerabilities you're going to have at positions where you're going to want to have those guys. So I don't think anybody to move to sell high on because. Selling a high is good, but you'd have to get something, and you're going to be getting rid of guys that you're going to need. Yeah. Um, the only other thing, I don't know, if he could give you something in the postseason, maybe Coda. Like it, like he might be a sell high guy if you don't believe in him long term, and I'm not one of the people who do. Well, you don't have to believe in him long term. The Nationals have their. Eight and nine guys locked up through next year, right? And that and that's what I'm saying. Like I, yeah. I don't, I don't believe, and even still, I don't believe that Coda is going to like have a long career as a successful late inning reliever. I just don't. Oh, okay. I don't believe that that's true. So if he can give you something in October, then 
and it gets people excited. That might be a move if you can get something, not for nothing, but if you can get something legitimate out of somebody who wants to make him a closer. I don't think you can. I'm just trying to think of any other options. Yeah, I don't think I see much there. Uh, maybe an outfield guy. Maybe. Yeah. Um, I think Goodwin might be extraneous or Taylor, one of the two. Well, yeah, right. Um, if anyone. Well, the uh, only way they become extraneous is um, if Eaton's back. But again, you're losing worth, and then you've got one year left guaranteed with Harper. So yeah. you're going to need outfielders. You've also got Victor Robles knocking yep. at the door. That's true. Good point. Good point. Um, so he'll be up mid – we've already talked about it. Mid sometime next year, yeah. Mid next year, uh, probably after the ARB deadline, mm-hmm. uh, if there's a need, of course. Right. Um, but – I guess you're looking, as of right now, a starting outfield of Harper, Eaton, and Taylor? Taylor, yeah. And Taylor and left. Taylor and left, Harper and right. Um, and then Andrew Stevenson, depending on how he continues to develop. Yep. He could be a backup guy. Um, so, And then Victor Robles knocking at the door to take that position from Taylor. Yeah, so maybe Goodwin becomes your cell guy, possibly, so, if, you're, if you're looking to I'm, do that. One of the two, I mean... I would think, knowing Mike Rizzo's patterns, uh, Taylor would be your sell guy because he's closer to closer to our free agency. To free agent, yeah. yeah, yeah, yeah. That's a good point. Or and um, even closer to arbitration, he should he he hasn't even hit arb yet. Yeah, I don't think so. I, I'm not I'm not exactly sure. Or he's but, had one year of arb, but you know. Either way, uh, Goodwin has less service time. That's a good point. Really good point. So I would think that the Nationals would want to keep him longer because he's cheaper. Cheap and controlled. You're, yeah. you're not going get to get rid of Wilmer Defoe because no of way. his uh, potential and because of second base. And, and versatility in general. I mean, he can exactly. play everywhere. So that's what I see. Yeah, that's if, a good one. If Great anyone, question. probably Taylor is a one and then Goodwin a two. Yeah, that's, a, that's good. I would, I would say it's pretty close in that for me, too. That's good. Yeah. I like that. That's a good, uh, that's a good question to end it on. That was a great question. Thank you so much. Yeah. Um, awesome. Yeah. I'm I'm great. Yeah. That, this was a good one. This had this was this was a really good podcast. Fun show. Sorry, we we meant to do it on Sunday, and we had it on the schedule. It was, <laughs> was we, we we hit a point, and then I realized that you hadn't done it one time since the beginning of the show. Uh, that's funny. Uh, good, good show. We made it happen. Uh, thanks to everybody for sticking with us on this, uh, this Monday off day and we'll get back to it on, uh, in, a, in the next week or so. Really good questions. Thank you. Yeah. Really great questions this week. Thanks for, uh, thanks for sending those in. Uh, and thanks for listening to episode 155 of Nat's Talk on the Go. And we'll talk to you guys next time. for listening to Nats Talk on the Go. For more information, check us out at NatsTalkOnTheGo.com. To become a supporting member of the podcast, click on the special ops link at the top of the page or head right to NatsTalkOnTheGo.com slash special ops. You can contact the guys at NatsTalkOnTheGo on Twitter or send them an email at podcast at NatsTalkOnTheGo.com. If you like what you heard, take a minute to review the podcast on iTunes and help us spread the word. See you next time. Let's go Nats.